0: Welcome to Soccer, a perspective of parents, where we'll be discussing what the coaches and refs really wish you, the parent, knew about the beautiful game. The goal of this podcast is to bridge the knowledge gap between the parents, that's you, and the coaches and refs. I will attempt to explain the game and rules in a way you can understand. That way, when you're out there watching Timmy, you can just enjoy the game. Okay, today we're going to be talking about Central Defenders. This is a topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart because ever since after high school... This is pretty much what i played uh majority of my soccer is Central Defenders. So I really enjoy discussing Central Defenders because they're so crucial to the defense of the game. So in the past, they were only expected to help defend. But in the modern game, they've become more expected to contribute to the attack. They're expected to have very good ball handling skills and be able to one-on-one attack. Generally, you have two, uh, two different types. You'll have the flat four and a diamond defense. Uh, if you have four, uh, generally, most teams standard, what's generally considered standard, you run four, uh, four in the backfield. Now you can do a three, which will usually almost always be a flat, uh, three, but we'll be talking about what's gen- what you should generally see. And that's a flat, uh, a four in the backfield. So you'll generally have the flat four. And in the flat four, uh, at the higher levels, you'll generally have the flat four. In the flat four, you'll have two central defenders that are right next to each other. In the diamond defense, you'll have uh, them in front and behind each other. And you'll have a sweeper-stopper combination, usually if you have a diamond defense. Diamond defenses provide more depth to the defense. Provides plenty of cover in case a defender gets beat by their mark. Generally, uh, like I said a second ago, diamond defenses are uh, generally run at the lower levels uh, where there's less coordination and cohesion among the players. So you need uh, less time and less practice to make it work day to day. And generally you'll have the stopper uh, in front of the sweeper and the sweeper's job is to run that defense and make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. The reason people run flat fours is it provides more opportunity for an offside trap. It's a lot easier to trap Attacking teams in a uh, in a uh, offsides trap when you're using a flat four. It requires way more coordination cohesion between those defensive players, which is why it's generally run at higher levels where players have a better understanding of what they need to do, and they have more understanding of how their uh, partners are going to react in certain situations. So that's generally why it's run at the higher levels. Like I said a second ago, you have the sweeper is usually behind the stopper and he runs the defense. And the sweeper is responsible for cover if any other defenders get beat. He really shouldn't be marking unless he absolutely has to. The stopper is the playmaker of the defense. He usually starts plays that end up in a, in good attacking chances. Uh, he's also generally responsible for marking their primary or best forward on the other team. Alright, right, main responsibilities you got for center backs, mark forwards. That's that's your big, big, big one. That's mainly your only job, one of your only jobs. Communicate with each other about threats on the field. Communicate with other positions about threats on the field. So those people in the backfield need to be talking to the midfields and the forwards about who they need them to mark and where they need to go. They need to help keep possession of the ball. Their job doesn't end when the play moves on to the attack, they need to be moving around and looking for open passes and open opportunities of their, of their own. When he's one-on-one with his mark, he's got to beat him. He's got to take him one-on-one. He's got to be able to get that ball from him. he got to be able to keep track of his mark wherever they go and either follow them or make sure he passes off responsibility of marking that player to somebody else through communication. This is one that I see happen all the time when I was playing and when I was coaching. Is players would lose track of their mark or they would think somebody has that mark and pass them off and then leave them and then that guy's by himself. This is a big one that I see a lot of mistakes on. You you have to keep track of your mark if you're marking somebody and you have to communicate on the pass off and make sure that other player understands that they have The responsibility of marking that player. Now you have to always stay focused on what's going on on the pitch. It's one of the big problems. Is with the last one is people stop focusing on the play on the pitch, and that's where they lose their mark a lot of times. And you got to be willing to do do the dirty work. You got to throw your body out there. You got to you got to hit people. You got to do the dirty things that a lot of players don't want to do. All right. So now we're going to talk about the main responsibilities of the sweeper communication with the team is his big big job he has to let them know where unmarked players are where threats are coming from and should be helping the goalie and communicating what the com- what the goalie is trying to pass up the field so if the goalie is trying to tell people about a mark and they're not getting it he needs to be on their butts about making sure they get on that mark they got organized defense through communication they need to tell players who they're marking and move players into position to fill gaps this is what i absolutely loved about playing sweeper when i did play sweeper was this chess game that you have of figuring out what players to mark who and what players to move where to fill the gaps and then if they don't have any players to plug the gaps they have to plug the gaps themselves if there's a player going unmarked they have to mark them if there's a open spot that's dangerous that you think the ball is going to get threaded through You got to plug that hole as a sweeper if if there's nobody else to plug it. Now, while this might be less than like the stopper, they have to be ready to help in the attack. They got to provide extra numbers forward in midfield. They have to feed long balls to players making runs, and they have to act as a linchpin in switching the field. Later on, way down the road, we'll talk about what switching the field is. Um, I'm sure people have this idea of a grand, you know, From one side of the field to the other side of the field, uh, on switching the field, but that's not really what I'm talking about. It's more passing. All right, now the main responsibilities of stopper. Once again, they gotta communicate with the rest of the team, talk to the, they're the closest defender to the midfielder, so they have to talk to the midfielders a lot about where they need to go. They generally gotta mark the centermost striker. Whatever striker is most forward on the field, that's generally going to be the one that they pick up uh that might be a forward it might be a, an attacking midfielder or a center midfielder it just depends on what's going on with the other team if they're not doing that then they may be marking the best forward on the team but that's generally a coach's call not a teammate call so they're when it comes to marking they're generally doing one of those two things marking the centermost sweet uh striker or the best forward the other team has they also have to help in the attack and they help a lot more than like the sweeper does they're trying to they're trying to push up get extra numbers into the midfield or up on the attack they also helping switch the field just like the uh, uh just like the sweeper and they also provide quick counter-attack opportunities when 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 they win the ball so generally because they're in the center field they're the closest to the center uh, center midfielders when they generally win the ball they'll win in a good situation where they can, they'll can. they have a lot of room to feed the ball off wherever they want to All right, qualities of a good center back they need to be able to communicate effectively it's one of their biggest uh, jobs is communicating to the team about what's going on the rest are general athletics it helps if they're fast it helps if they have strength it helps if they're agile uh, they need to be able to read the game and react to it really well and quickly. They need to generally be brave because you're throwing your body into a lot of uh, shots and stuff like that. I've, about the only time I've ever been knocked out in soccer is playing center mid, uh, center backs and sticking my face in front of shots from a couple feet out. They need to be able to stay very focused on what's going on around them. Uh, this is one of the hardest things to do, is, at least for me. Was to stay, or used to be for me to stay focused on what's going on on the field and not get distracted and then make mistakes because I got distracted. They need sound decision making abilities because if you don't make a good decision in the situation, you're generally giving up a run at the goalie. Once again, this is a general athletics thing. Jumping helps a lot, especially when you're trying to get over those forwards to make sure they don't get shots on goal. Uh, they need to be able to time their tackles. So many times I've known people that can't time tackles and end up tackling in a bad situation and give the offensive team a shot on goal. The reaction time needs to be pretty quick. The game becomes a reaction between you and the uh, forward, and... Generally, it's about who had the better reaction time on a lot of this stuff. They need to be disciplined. You need to be able to make sure you are doing what you're supposed to be doing on the field and not going out and glory hunting or something like that. Too many times I've known people that go out and glory hunt as a defender and put their team in bad situations. You need to be able to stay on your mark and stay in your zone of responsibility or else you're putting your team in a bad situation. They need to be able to anticipate what's going on, generally. You need to be able to look at a forward and be like, okay, he's going to go right here and go uh, down the line, or he's going to try to juke me and beat me one-on-one. On one. So they need to be able to anticipate what the guy they're going up against is going to do, and also generally what anticipate what's going to happen on the field. And like most other players on the field, they need sound technical abilities. you got to be able to pass, dribble, shoot, in this day and age, as a defender, because you're not expected to just sit in the back and play defense. You have to be able to take players one on one, get shots on goal, uh, pass to a player you know running down the line, chip a ball to a player going you know at thirty yards away. You got to be able to do that stuff in the modern game. As usual, I'll give you a list of uh, famous center backs so you can go look at them, see who you like decide who you want to model yourself after and uh, discuss so probably have the most famous one that I would generally consider you have Franz Beckenbauer then you have uh, a, Franz Beckenbauer was a, generally considered a sweeper you also have Franco Baresi, Bobby Moore Alessandro Nesta Gaetano Schirea. I probably butchered that name sorry if I did Paello Paolo Maldini, Daniel Passarella, I butchered that name too. I know I did. Fabio Cannavaro, Elias Figuero, I messed that one up as well. Joseph Santa Maria and Ronald Koeman. All right, some of the best U.S. center backs. You have Marcelo Balboa, Eddie Pope, probably one of my favorite of all times. Carlos Bocanegra, remember him? He was he was fun to watch. Jeff Agos, Paul Caligari, and my personal favorite, probably U.S. Men's National Team player to ever don the jersey, Alexi Lawless. I loved Alexi Lawless when he was playing. I still semi-love Alexi Lawless, but uh, that's some players that you can go check out, and that's it. Thanks for listening, as always, remember that the kids are out there for fun, and let's have a good day.